Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. University student associations in this country in the United States and beyond have issued decrees and supported statements of Hamas murderous assault on Israeli civilians. And uh, the administrations of the universities in many cases have reluctantly been tugged along to also provide some, I think condemnation would be a strong word. Um, um, let's ask my guest what he says the word is. Dr. Eric Cam, professor of macroeconomics at Toronto Metropolitan University. Usually we talk economics with Dr. Cam, and we will before this segment is over. But, uh, Eric, thank you very much for coming on the program. You're also going to share with us an email that you received from a former student. But how would you, how would you describe what's been going on with student associations and university administrations? Hi, Roy. Um, Hi. It's been a really rough week this week to be um, the Holy Trinity, being a, a father, being a, a university professor, and being somebody who is uh, Jewish. This has been a very tough week. And I guess I probably shouldn't have been um, because I'm kind of mired in in three areas that I think have just come out bright and clear this week. And I don't think that there's any reason to believe they're not interrelated. And one is anti-Semitism that has existed since probably the dawn of time, that in the 55 years I've been on this planet, I have never seen anything like I've seen the last week. Number two is I don't know when the equity, diversity and inclusion people decided to completely hijack the movement and decide that that only applies to very certain segments of the population, but absolutely not Jewish people who in these people's minds have become nothing more than white privileged people, which I think is hysterical. And number three, sadly, because I make my living in one, this, uh, unfortunately, a lot of times goes back to what students are learning in universities. And I hate to say it, but this this overt support for Hamas killing by the diversity, equity and inclusion crowd on campuses, to me, exposes to Canadians um, a real moral and intellectual rot in higher education, because I saw the statements put out, especially by York University students, McMaster University students, QP at McMaster. And I shake my head and I think, holy geez, Hitler didn't win, but he sure left an indelible mark and people are picking up the cause, Roy. And I never, ever thought we'd be here one week after a group of killers, cold-blooded terrorists. They're not freedom fighters. They're terrorists came into Israel, raped, beheaded babies, and killed people, and a segment of the world are cheering them on. And I don't know, Roy, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. I don't know what to add to that. 
other than I, I really, I really um, concentrated on your word, moral, words, moral rot. And that is so accurate. How can you, as a, how can anyone who's a thinking person, supposedly, and if you want to talk privilege, you're privileged if you're in university, and you want to get on to a better life and be leaders, how can you be so devoid of compassion and rationale? It's, it's stunning, absolutely stunning to me. And what was really interesting, there's a little sidebar story here, actually not so little. Harvard University, as you well know, Harvard University Students' Union issued a statement of their own that they were supporting Hamas and they were supporting the, uh, the Hamas objectives. And then, a few days later, some CEOs of major American companies let it be known that, okay, if we can identify who these students are who got out on this uh, platform to support Hamas, we just want to let them know, don't come and ever come here and apply for a job. And and they hit the bicycle running. Remember that? They they oh oh no, we 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 weren't really signatories. Oh no, we didn't know what we were signing. Oh no, because when their self-interest was at stake, boy did they jump. And I and you know what? You're right. They didn't sign anything. They never do. Cowards never do. And I have a lot of my friends, Roy, I don't mind telling you behind the scenes, the number of people that have called me this week and said, don't go on the radio and be all raw, raw. But if I don't go on the radio and talk about what I saw this week, what I've read this week, the the statements I've heard from um, other universities, because sadly, mine has put out nothing, no communication from the president's office. Well, then who's going to like, when do you stop saying nothing? You know, it's it's very convenient in this country and in the United States. And I'm and I don't mean to be down on what I'm about to say about the following causes, but we have gone over the top to help and protect indigenous people. After the disasters in the United States with the George Floyd murder at all, we went over the top for people to say black lives matter. And then those bastards in Black Lives Matter come out this week and support Hamas. I don't know, Roy. I don't know what else to say. It's hypocritical. It's ugly. It's racist. But for some reason, anti-Semitism is the racism that's just slightly okay from generation to generation. And it blows me away, as I said, as an academic, as a professor, and as a father. I uh, I sent you an email, and I uh, I said I wouldn't blame you if you decided not to speak about this. And I wouldn't have blamed you if you hadn't spoken about it, because, well, you're uh, you're Jewish, as you said. You're a professor, and I uh, I thought that I I would not ask you to do it. I would offer for you to speak your mind, and you have. I don't know where does it go from here, Eric. I, a number of years ago, I spoke with uh, a government official in. In France, and their great concern after the 2015 ISIS assault on uh, on Paris, their great concern in France, and I think it was genuine, that uh, members of the Jewish community, French Jews, were leaving the country in droves going to Israel because they just did not feel safe in France any longer. 
And I just kept thinking, and I've been thinking uh, this for some time now, we've been here before. We said we would never go there again. And here we are. Here we are. And you know, you've heard probably every Jewish person at some time in their life utter utter the words, never again. Heard it today. And what what that means, of course, is that it it came about after the Holocaust, after six million, one third of all the Jews in the world were slaughtered. And Jews said, never again. The problem is, is that a vast majority of the world didn't pick up that playbook. and. What I think never again has to mean, and I thank heaven have seen quite a bit of this as well. I mean, I've seen, unfortunately, more hatred than support for the Israeli people for what went on last week. But I do see a lot of people saying never again that we are going to stay quiet. And I'm no hero. I'm not alone in this. A lot of people have gone on Twitter, gone on the radio, gone on TV and said, this is nothing more than cold-blooded murder. And if you don't support Israel, you don't support the Israeli people in what happened last week, you're supporting Hamas. And if you're a person who supports Hamas, I don't even want to know you, Roy. So I'm not saying I, I don't say things because I'm urged to or because it's politically expedient or correct or I cover my backside. I say things because I think them and because I believe them. And I've been thinking about what you said about Black Lives Matter. And I have to believe that in the organization, there are members of BLM who are absolutely aghast at what happened, what's been going on in Israel. And I just felt that I that I needed to say that, and I thought about it, and I thought I'm going to have to, because I believe it, say it. They're members of organizations, members of student unions, who didn't want anything to do with the proclamations issued by their associations, but they're dragged into it, and then they don't say anything because it's safer that way. So, do something for us, please, Dr. Cam. Share with us the, share with us the email that you received from a former student. Yeah, this was very nice because uh, I got a few that were ugly, too. But I got one that said, hi, Dr. Cam, you probably don't remember me, but I was in your economics class in 2021. I wanted to reach out to you because you were the only Jewish professor I had in my years at TMU. These terrorist attacks in Israel are heartbreaking. And as a student, I feel inclined to email you and show you my support. As I think it has been extremely obvious, there's little support from the university, but I hope you and your family are doing okay. And yeah, it was one of those moments, you know, I've taught 55,000 undergraduate students and they don't all love you, but they don't all hate you. And this is one of those moments that you get thrown back very, very emotionally to the day that uh, I finished my PhD. And I thought I want to go into the academy and be a professor because I would like to, if I'm lucky, touch um, one or two students and make them better people. I frankly, I'd like them to to do well in economics and to become good economically literate citizens. But I really hope more that I help some of them just become better people. And so receiving this young lady's email, it was very emotional. It was like I, you know, I got one. And so, um, yeah, thanks for bringing that up because it it meant a ton um, to my career. I just want to say this as well. I've been to rate my professor. And they love you. Your students love you. 
The rating is fantastic. The comments from the students are incredible. You are certainly touching people, and you're teaching. So, so I've been hearing, and I hope I'm wrong, that the Bank of Canada has not exactly committed to not raising interest rates again in the, in the short term. Uh, you'd be correct. I think that there's a very good possibility they raise them one more time before the end of 2023, but I'm at a loss to explain to you why they would do that. Right now, if you look at almost unilaterally all macroeconomic statistics across the board, they are flat. There is no growth. We are in a period of no economic growth whatsoever. And so why the Bank of Canada would want to risk pushing that into the negatives is beyond me. I mean, I've really been exasperated by this as you have. I, I, I'm out of the closet. I think that the interest rate had to go up. But the magnitude and the speed of adjustment to me is so unconscionably been done on the backs of Canadians that I can't imagine we want to make the situation any worse. And I don't have close contacts at the bank, so I can't tell you what their thinking is. My only, my only way of justifying it, and this is incredibly weak, is that they have a number in their head that they are trying to get to with respect to inflation, and they're not there yet. Because short of that, there's no good reason, Roy, to raise uh, anything right now. Forget the interest rate, okay. any rate, because we have zero economic growth in our economy. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.